1: Everything gets better even through the trouble times. It's better. All you have to do is smile. Everything gets better. Have you ever heard of that saying happy wife happy life? I'm not married yet, however. In the meantime, for those that do plan to get married or have been married for 27 miserable years, no, sure, you'd say it right to someone that's a newlywed. Yeah, we've been married 27 miserable years. You wouldn't dare say that, especially not In front of your wife. I'm a good old fashioned American Christian. And what does that mean? It just means I believe, support, and endorse traditional man and woman marriage. Now, if you want to read into that and you want to start up some stuff, go for it. It's a free country. But I also have that First Amendment too. I'm a good little Christian. And what does that mean on carrying the burden? I had someone tell me very harshly "Mm, this past week, yeah, I like your show. I don't agree with any of your Christian values. (laughs) I was like, okay, eat the fish, spit out the bones, no problem. Because truth is truth, right is right, fair is fair, and God is God. And what does that mean? You'll find out he's real after a while. That's what they used to tell us after a while. Listen to some of those old favorite country hymns especially in the south now in the meantime happy wife happy life sure what does that have to do with anything today on carrying the burden it has to do with husbands that have to take care of their wives i had the lovely privilege of actually interviewing a man that has taken care of his wife since 1992 my favorite part is that looking at this man and his wife, you'd have no idea that this man is a caregiver. Now, here's the thing for all of you novices out there and that want to judge me, Lorraine, when I'm out with my mom because she's on her quad scooter, I call it the Harley, and she's riding around and she's looking lost and confused sometimes because she goes wrong and I said right and she goes left and yeah, okay, it happens. Right brain damage, 70%. I think the doctor called it a cognitive decline, a euphemism for she's getting old. And so she doesn't react and remember as well. Okay. So in the meantime, let's look at it like this. If it were you and you were out with your spouse, man, I'm talking to the men today. Yes. A special tribute right here to the men that are caregivers. What makes it known to everyone else that you're a caregiver? if your wife doesn't look or seem disabled, uh, actually nothing. (laughs) So guys, unless you open up your mouth, like I told this man and say, Hey, I need some support. Hey, I need some help. Hey, it would be nice if, because what happens for the guys, it's natural. It's normal, especially in America, the way we've been trained guys, once they get married are expected to do it all, be it all, take it on. And, Some will challenge and say, but we're in the 21st century now, and women do this and that. I'm sorry. I grew up on Leave It to Beaver, the Brady Bunch. Hey, bear with me. There was always this role model of the man, and it was the same in my family. I told my mom last night, isn't it amazing how poppy, referring to my grandfather, he just never, ever let grandma do anything. He was a total gentleman. I grew up under a total gentleman. For those of you that listen to Carrying the Burden on a regular basis, you know we care around here, we're caregivers, but if you give a care, you're a caregiver by default. So, for those of you that care about something, someone, somewhere, you're a caregiver. (laughs) My grandfather, he always cared, silently. And the problem with that is that sometimes men have a tendency to take on more than they should Bear. It's not that they cannot bear it. Like I told this guy, you can. It's possible. You can do it. However, why not share the care? See, we say that expression here on carrying the burden often. Share the care. Well, that's usually in regards to us as caregivers reaching out to other people saying, hey, help. Right. Share the care. It's Some people just won't pick it up. My mom calls them lazy daisies. Okay. Some people won't catch the hint. Some people you have to assign actually care, especially those close to you. Hey, John, next week my wife's going into surgery, so can you mow a uh, yard for me? Did you hear that? It was a question slash assignment. So there's no back and forth involved. It's either yes or no. And caregiver, you get to move on if they say no. Your hope is yes, but if they say no, it's okay. Move on to the next one. Did you catch that, guys? It's okay to ask someone else if they cannot. So, if who cannot? If the person that you're asking is not available, they brush you off. Don't take it personally. There are tons of others out there. Well, no, I don't really have a lot of friends. Okay, call an agency. There are a lot of free support groups, guys. Yeah, a lot of men don't join the support groups out of pride, uh, fear, and my favorite, ignorance. (laughs) Why is that your favorite, Lorraine? Because it's so easy to conquer ignorance with knowledge and truth. So, if you're not aware about the care that you deserve as a caregiver that is support, in other words, let me know, connect at LorraineCarroll.com. Now, some of you have asked me, well, where do you get this support? Uh, First of all, just ask. You'd be surprised at the people around you that have so many resources available, but they don't share them with you, the caregiver, because they don't think about it. It's not their world. It's not their life. Many of you know people that work for agencies, hospitals, the government even. How do I get care from those places? See, I had someone say to me, oh, well, uh, yeah, they may not qualify for that because they're not low income. Okay, did you apply? Did you ask? Did you find out the prerequisites for the program was Low income, a prerequisite, or did you assume because it's a county-based program and you stereotyped it, assumed that you would not qualify because your income is six figures? Shame on you. I never did that. (laughs) Because why? Many times the parameters are just for old. How about that? You just need to be old. That's the prerequisite. Yes, You need to meet an age requirement, not an income requirement. Oh, you never thought about it that way. Right. Shame on you, especially to the guys out there. I'm talking to you right now. So ask your friends, especially your retired friends. Absolutely. Why? Because they still know people that work down there. Oh, yeah, and over there, and they still have a friend that's in that. Right. Those are the guys you go to and say, hey, I need some help with, do you know anybody? Yeah, that's the second one, my favorite. Do you know anybody that? Yeah, we do that when we want something. So, guys, what am I saying to you? Now, ladies, I know you're taking notes, but this is for the guys. Encourage them. Open up your mouth and ask for help. Caregivers always need help. The number one rule, after you take care of yourself, caregivers, right? The number one rule, there's no care for the caregiver, Right? No, wrong. Slow down and keep up. Listen, if there is no care for the caregiver, ha ha, then there is no care. So what does that mean? Just what I said. Caregivers, nobody really cares except Jesus. (laughs) So I told him last night, him who the Lord, thank you for being my caregiver today. Sometimes the Lord really reminds me that he is my caregiver and the way that he reminds me is when I give him my cares. <laughs> That's my privilege as a good little Christian. Lorraine, what is this good little Christian stuff? It's a joke between my mom. and I me mean, since I've been a Christian. And what does that mean? It just means uh, we're all mm, saved by grace. In other words, the stereotypes are that we're perfect and that we don't do wrong. We don't curse people out. Not us good little Christians. We don't sin. We don't mess up. Well, actually, we do every day. And we have a Bible that says to ask for forgiveness. In addition to that, we have a Bible that says to cast our cares to the Lord. That means anxieties, worries, fears, troubles. Yeah, all that stuff. Package it all up. Ship it out to the Lord. That's what I do. It's called prayer. People make prayer so hard, especially guys. No offense. Just talk to the Lord man to man if you want to look at it that way. Okay, guy to guy. And just express yourself from your soul, your mind, your heart, wherever you've been offended. Because guys are very emotional. You didn't know? See, they always put it on us in society. Who's us, the ladies? Yeah. It it was a part of the American branding system is what I call it. Advertising. As though we're the only ones with these emotions. I always say, if you look back at the old films, the expressions were so exaggerated by the women and the guys always looked so serious. Well, who started that? Uh, Guys, do we really want to go there? Yeah, Hollywood. Should we? Mm -hmm. If you want to, connect at LorraineCarroll.com because that is the history of film in this country. Women had to be super exaggerated and emotional and their answers were so belabored. Oh, I just can't. What? Why couldn't you just say, oh, I can't, and be done with it? Because Hollywood said, that's why. <laughs> so, as for men, sometimes with those same stereotypes, my favorites are the western guys, like Chuck Connors. Yeah, the rifleman. uh-huh. Have you ever noticed how serious he looked? It was seldom that he would smile, and when he did, it was usually maybe at his son. So if you go all the way back to The Rifleman, great. If you don't, let's bring it up a little further and just let's take any given detective. You don't really see the detectives on any detective-like show smiling too much. They're stereotypes. They have to be stern, serious, mean, aggressive, defensive even. Men, yes. And so unfortunately, men don't get to express their emotions. So what happens if they don't express them Then by default, they what? Suppress them. So men oftentimes don't get it out. Don't get it off of their chest. Don't talk about it. Try to figure it out by themselves. Wrong answer. I'm here today to remind the men you are human. And it's okay to be weak because that's when you're strong. Now that right there is one of the greatest oxymorons in the Bible to me. In your weakness, that's when you're strong. Uh huh. Yeah. See, if you've got it all together, then where does the Lord come in? Nowhere. Yeah, you don't need him. Mm. Got it? I hope you do. Because half of the burden, half, listen, half of the burden is the other person for whom you care. And the other half is you, the caregiver. They call it provider recipient out there in the professional world. Yeah caregivers you're the providers and care receivers are the recipients right it goes back to husbands and wives so when you've got this husband the bible says husbands love your wives as christ loved the church it's a great analogy in ephesians 5 but in the meantime husbands it also says if you jump down to verse 28 you should love your wife as you love yourself whoa Uh, You didn't know that one? Yeah, check it out. Ephesians 5 28. What does that have to do with caregiving? Because I'm talking to the men right now that are caregivers. You can't take care of your wife, men, if you don't take care of yourself. You need your rest, you need your sleep, and you also need your support. Oh, yeah. Support. That's a great word. If you look around everywhere around you, there is support. You just don't Think about it. Now, I know you're thinking caregiver support, but even the chair I'm sitting in right now is supportive of me. I haven't crashed yet. I didn't even check it out to see if it would support me today. That's called faith, and that's what we do. We have faith. In whom? The Lord? Yes, I do. What about you? So if you don't have a plan, if you don't have it figured out, if you don't know where to begin, if you don't know who to call, you don't have any friends, Lorraine, that's not me. Okay, fine. Pray. Men should always pray anyway. So that they don't what? Pass out from what? Caregiving? Sure. And life and stress and work and all the other things that men, and I'm talking male, males. Remember that? We're in a society now where we're not sure if we get to say male men anymore. Well, I said it. I live in America. I'm talking about men, especially in America. Why? Because in other countries, the roles are somewhat different sometimes. It's not always about the men handling certain things. But in America, men definitely are caregivers, like the one that I spoke with. So, men, I hope that you're looking to look for care. Think about it. Who do you know? Who can you talk to for support? Men, you do need therapy. Now, the rape, it comes from the Greek. You can do your own etymology, but it really means healing. And when you go further, it's God's healing. Yeah, nobody wants to hear it that way, but do your research and get back to me. In the meantime, maybe you just need to play a couple rounds of tennis, golf, basketball. I don't know. I like to swim. Whatever releases the physical stress because men taking care of wives. (laughs) Do I have any men out there that are willing to be honest? Connect at LorraineCarroll.com. I won't tell on you, but just say yes. It's me. I'm that one. And that's good enough for me. Let me know because the man that I was talking to, he said it with such ease. I've been doing this since 1992. Now, the way I was brought up, you don't inquire of someone's illness unless they disclose it. So if someone says, oh, I'm going to have surgery and they don't go into it. Well, I'm sorry. I'm a little old fashioned. I was told, well, it was the way I was brought up. You don't ask unless they disclose it. So what does that mean? They disclosed it. And I said, oh, that's some serious surgery right there. And that is going to wear you down, sir. So therefore, what are you going to do about that? Because you're going to need some help. So he gave me some ideas and then I gave him some ideas. Because the reality is when the time comes, you don't have time to plan and think and figure it out. That's why we're going to be talking about how can you survive this caregiving piece more. Everybody's a caregiver, whether they say it or not, because most people give a care. So it might not be the thing I care about, but they care about something. Did you catch that? It might not even be something you like or desire, but they care about it, whatever it is. You fill in the noun for the it In the meantime, take a look at life like this. Caregiving is always optional because this man does not have to care about his wife. That would be apathy. But the Bible says husband's love. Let's stop right there. Love is patient. Love is kind. It's not easily provoked. Honey, can you bring me some more coffee, please? Because this person, his wife, is going to be incapacitated. And she's probably going to, mm, we'll call it, depend on him more than usual. Because she's independent right now. But the time is coming where she's going to be totally dependent. Now, he's used to this. He's been doing it for a long time. But like I told him, that's one aspect of the care. You're bringing in the care of physicality. What does that mean, Lorraine? Well... I give care for my mom mentally. I've told you that. She has right brain damage. There are husbands that give care to their wives mentally. And I hear you, husbands. Don't do it. Don't. I will tell on you. I already heard you. Yes, I did. Yes, your wife is a mental case. We all know who Ralph Cramden is. In the meantime, don't judge your wife. Just have mercy on her. But some men that are caregivers have to also bring in the physicality aspect of caregiving. What does that mean? He's going to have to kind of be at her beck and call because she's going to be physically incapacitated in addition to whatever deficiencies she already had prior because she's going into. But we're setting up the scenario. The surgery. So she's taking with her everything Prior to the surgery, into the surgery, and coming out of the surgery with more needs. And he's going to have to care. Is he going to have to care? Well, if he loves his wife. That's the contingency. Husbands, love your wives as you love yourselves. Treat her like you'd want to be treated. But don't do it alone. Get some help. Ask somebody. Make your ask list now. He's doing a mass emailing. And I was like, how smart is that? Because everybody's schedule is different. So who knows? This week somebody can and the other person can't. And then the next week somebody will come through and say, hey. And then guess what? Refresh the email and send it out again after a couple of weeks. Because people need reminders. You have to remember everybody doesn't see you as the priority. Even though the care that you provide is a priority to you. It's not to them. Wow. Take your time with that. Because caregivers are giving care that nobody else cares about. Why? Because people care about what they care about. That's why. So when you choose to provide care for someone else, or you choose to volunteer to help out a caregiver, or when you decide, hey, I'm going to take away from my 168 hours in this week and provide some care to that person who has less than me, who's a little more deficient in that area, who actually needs some support, well... You can't ever lose. Remember, we talked about that here. The open hand receives so much easier, even when you give time. And that's where we want to just take a moment today to look at what time is. That's something we can't buy. I told you, we get 168 hours in the week. Of that 168 hours, guess what? You're only going to get back uh, none. That's right. No hours back, no hours back. Because once it's gone, it's gone. You can't save time like you can save money. So what do you do? You invest your time wisely. Because why? You do want a return and you want a good return. The Bible says when you give, it will be given back to you. And my favorite part is a good measure. In other words, it's going to be plenty, plenty for you. Don't worry about how. I call it the who, what, when, where, how of time. Don't worry about that. Just look forward to come back. Now, there's this really cool scripture. Husbands just want to encourage you with this, but everyone else too. So listen, first for the husbands, enjoy life with your wife. So you know that expression, happy wife, happy life. Uh Uh-huh. Right from the Bible. Isn't that a trip? Yeah. Right in Ecclesiastes 9. That wise old guy called Solomon, he was the one that said it. But he also said something else. Right after verse 9, he went on to say in verse 10, "Um, whatever your hands find to do, do it with all your might. For in the realm of the dead, where you're going, whoa, in other words, everybody's going to die. Yeah, there is neither working, nor planning, nor knowledge, nor wisdom. So in other words, take advantage of wisdom while you're in the earth. That's something that I've tried to do for years. If I don't know, I ask. James endorsed that in the Bible too. My mom always taught me ask. All they can do is say something or not or ask. They can say yes or no. It's a 50-50 chance. It's probability, but hope in the Lord that you'll get What you need. Because here's my favorite part even if the people that you ask won't answer you, won't give you an answer, won't talk to you, won't respond, won't reply, the Lord will ask Him because He's generous with wisdom. So, guys, listen. Enjoy life with your wife, whom you love. That's the contingency. Do you love your wife today? I hope so. And if you're listening and your wife is just fine, plan ahead. You never know. Today, is today. We're not in tomorrow yet. Just deal with the day. That's what it says in Matthew six thirty four. Consider the day that you're in. So, guys, enjoy life with your wife whom you love. And this is only for married men. So, if you got a boo, a honey, a wifey, no, that doesn't count. Marriage, that's what we're talking here. All the days of this meaningless life that God has given you under the sun All your meaningless days. In other words, it's saying nothing else matters. Just love your wife and enjoy your life with your wife. For this is your lot in life and in your toilsome labor under the sun. In other words, you're going to have to work. You're going to have to survive and you're going to have to thrive and you're going to have to give up. And guess what? Enjoy your wife. In the meantime, get some support. You've been listening to "Carrying the Burden with me, Lorraine, right here on "Carrying the Burden. Yes, Caring, C-A-R-I-N-G. What does that mean? Uh, that you care? Yeah. Because one of the things that I've found out is that most people don't. They care about what they want to. Why? Out of selfishness. Ooh, even in marriage, people can be selfish. Yes, we're humans. We're individuals. Yes, the two become one flesh. But like I was trying to help somebody out a little younger than me um, that is trying to figure out marriage and trying to understand it. I've been down that road. I gave him some advice. And I said, I appreciate all the books that you're reading and all the psychological advice that you're getting. I was like, but you're a Christian. So... Check out the Bible first. It gives you some really good advice in the Bible. And one of the things that the Bible says is what? Husbands, love your wives. Why? Because that's the agreement. It's the covenant. The covenant is with the Lord. Wow. See, the Lord provides the wife for the husband. That's why if you go over in Genesis, remember, Adam opened his eyes eyes and he said Ooh, oh okay who's this yeah well that's my bible translation um he said this is now bone of my bone flesh of my flesh you can read it genesis 2 but in the meantime husbands men that are aspiring to be husbands get ready love your wives take care of them all of your lives you've been listening to carrying the burden with me lorraine carroll right here on kprz twelve ten a.m sunny san diego even through the troubled times gets better All you have to do is smile Everything